It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Woohoo! Crowd goes crazy. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Let's say quick hello to the folks in the chat room before we get started listening to Taxi's Top 10 of the Month. Uh, let's see who we've got in the chat room. Ooh, big early crowd today. Ewart Williams, Douglas, Fu Douglas Fuqua, Ian Shortall, Artie Tedesco. Artie, how are you, my brother? Long time, 40 years, I think. Ewart Williams, uh, let's see, a lot of Ewart Williams there. Jesse J. Peck, uh, Peter Rahill, Tim Harrison, FJ Music, John Pearson, Jesse J. Peck again. Uh, hope you're on the men there, Jesse. Good to see you in the room. Edmund Red. Uh, wow, Jesus Christ is making a guest appearance today. Welcome, Jesus. Uh, Nancy Collel. Marjorie Holm. Joseph Alonzo. Alan Hall. Uh, Carnival. Tim Harrison. <laughs> says, nice to see Jesus. And Jesus says back, I love you. Oh, man, I got to say, I love you guys. <laughs> I have the best viewers anywhere. Peter Boynton, they named a beach after you in Florida, I'm pretty sure. Um, Lamar Pecorino, Pierre Venio, good to see you, Pierre. Welcome. Chris Anderson, hello, Dave Barnett. Groove Kings, Terrell Beckless. Uh, anyway, the gang's all here. So today we are going to do um, the top 10, which they're kind of, it's a bit of a misnomer because they're not really um, the top 10. They're, they're just 10 things that the taxi screeners have flagged during the last 30 days uh, and let the head screener know, hey, this is kind of cool. You should check it out. Some of them are contributed by the head screener or the A&R staff, um, Tom and Eric. Um, it's just anything that tickles somebody's fancy here on the staff. And then ultimately, I believe that the head screener and Tom Stillwagon um, pare down the list and they pick a, um, a featured member, which goes on the homepage, who goes on the homepage for a month, as well as in the taxi new newsletter. So uh, we're going to listen to this stuff today. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, so we're going to be surprised and tickled pink together, I guess. Uh, I want to let you guys know also, thank you very, very much for the suggestions for the new name for the Quarantini Happy Hour, which is our Tuesday and Thursday show that's more of a loose hangout kind of thing. Um, it's time to rename it because quarantine is going to be, well, already a thing of the past, but hopefully uh, COVID will be a thing of the past in the near future. Uh, I haven't seen a particular name yet that I went, oh, that's it. So don't want to discourage you from continuing uh, in the comments after today's show. Go in there and please comment any other ideas you have. One thing that I did see uh, several people doing is they're calling it like the synced hour or synced up or something. The show isn't just about sync. We do cover a lot of stuff about uh, film and TV licensing and sync, obviously. Um, but we also talk about songwriting. We talk about production. We talk about business stuff. We talk about the etiquette of the music business. We talk about the gophers in my backyard. Oh, no, I'm not even going to tell you. There was a, a small dead animal in my backyard yesterday afternoon, but... Uh, uh, clearly, an owl or a uh, hawk got it. 
and uh, but it's nature's way, you know. It got eaten. Let's just say it got eaten. Anyway, uh, so yep, uh, the animals uh, were having a ball while I was out of town. I'm telling you, it was like uh, Doctor Doolittle's backyard. Anyway, uh, hey, we've got a newbie. Hello, uh, NMN Sound. Welcome, Darren Moss. Great to see you. Uh, Mike and Deb McCall. Michael McDonald. Ex of the Doobie Brothers. Bob Goosh. Or Gush. Jan Wyland. <laughs> anyway, hello, you guys. Uh, so, shall we listen to some music without any further delay? Uh, so the first thing we are going to hear, I guess I should get my second um, earbud in. This one is actually from the featured member, um, who you can find at taxi.com, our homepage, and also in the newsletter, which if you go to the homepage of the website and look under news, that'll take you to the newsletter, which not enough people look at that newsletter, and there's some really good stuff in there. Um, so this is called Party on a Boat, and it's by Harley Schrock. Let's have a listen. Putting that overtime Just to make an extra dime Girl, you next to me Makes it all worth the while When we drift off, we can sip on and on And leave our worries all behind We're here to party on the boat In the middle of a lake A little flip cup, beer pong Fit for something real strong Tied on a float out, anchored in the cold Rolling to the night Rockin' all day long Can't think of nowhere I'd rather be Can't think of no one I'd rather see Pull you up a little closer to me Lean in, climb on, feet inside on over Let's toast to our party on a boat Watching the sun go down Crickets singing all around We probably ought to head on in but this is where I wanna be right now So baby, just hold me tight And let the moonlight guide us all the way to town We're here to party on the boat In the middle of a lake A little flip cup, beer pong Fit for something real strong Tied on the float out Anchored in the cold Rolling through the night Rocking all day long Can't think of nowhere I'd rather be Can't think of no one I'd rather see Something real strong Tied on a float out Anchored in the cold Rolling to the night Rocking all day long Can't think of nowhere I'd rather be Can't think of no one I'd rather see Pull you up a little closer to me Lean in, climb on, feet inside on a close and west toes
Nice job on that, Harley. Um, it was called Party on a Boat. Great summer country song. Um, I don't know if it got forwarded. I would imagine uh, these aren't necessarily picked because they're forwarded. Um, there are several different ways that they can come to the attention of the staff. Could be that uh, it did get forwarded and was going through the double checking process. It could be... I, I don't know. It could, you know, we had one make it in one time, but two or three years ago, where the the member had a problem and became, uh, you know, hit our radar. I don't want to say it was a pain in the butt, but you know, a little moment there. And uh, when we listened to the person's music further, there was something that was really good and it made it into the top ten. So you never know. Excuse me. That was a uh, a burp brought to you by our sponsor, Rockstar. Anyway, you know, don't you hate when you update software and it makes it less good than it was before it was updated? I updated Wirecast over the weekend, and now it's making my CPU run hot. This is the first time since I got the new laptop, I think last September, October, that my CPU is running a little hot and the fan's going under the influence of Wirecast. Um, installed an update the other day, and here you go. Oh, well. Progress, <laughs> not. All right, uh, moving on, let's listen. This is called Absinthe, and this is by Gwendolyn Karkenny. Don't wait on me, think I'm gonna be I just met the devil and she was a yellow smile Back against the bathroom floor staring up at the storm Vandalized and rising into the torn
That was super cool. Um, I, I was literally sitting there thinking that sounds a little bit. Was I think Adele did the uh, theme song to the James Bond movie Skyfall, which I thought was one of the better James Bonds. Um, and this reminded me of that. And then it was uh, M N N M N. I'm gonna have to practice that. It's, isn't that a candy or something? Um, said sounds like a, a bond film so uh i felt uh validated thank you for saying that also again welcome to the show if you're a first timer also dave Kelly from uh australia we love our australian members and friends and really appreciate the fact that you guys watch all the way from there um it's amazing it's a tiny little show that's international in scope and we appreciate that um it wasn't adele <laughs> no, please not Adele. <laughs> okay, come on. Somebody Google that. Uh, I've got too many screens open, and I don't want to mess with my computer during uh, the big show. By the way, I want to let you guys know, somebody suggested doing a screener terminology glossary. Uh, I think it was during one of the episodes, one of the Taxi TV episodes when I was doing it from Israel. Uh, and I want you to know that I actually started on that little project today. So it's, you know, something in the works that may take a few weeks to finalize because I'll probably do a draft, then give it to the A&R team, maybe a couple of our busier screeners and get input from all those sources. But I'm staring at it as I'm talking to you. So thank you for that suggestion. Um, I haven't seen any movies in a long time. What the hell did you do with yourself during quarantine? <laughs> what does an arc mean? I'll address that right now because I can do away with it pretty short order. An arc means like a story arc in a movie, you know, a story that has a beginning and a middle and an end, or it's got tension and release. 
an arc in the context of an instrumental cue means that it starts, it builds, it builds, it drops down to give a little B section, almost like a bridge in the middle, then it builds back up, builds back up, and it moves towards the big crescendo finish, if it's that kind of music, and boom, big buttoned ending or a stinger on the end. So that's what an arc is. An arc means it's not just laying there like a drone. Wow. You know, I could record that and probably submit it. It would get a forward. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, a drone doesn't really have an arc. It shouldn't have an arc. But other stuff should have an arc. Uh, and it's worth mentioning that it's extremely rare that a cue would be used in its entire, entirety from beginning to end. But that's why you have to stay on one theme throughout, but also build in some dynamic changes and adding additional instrumentation as it moves forward here for you guys it moves this way so starts out with sparse in instrumentation add a little more another eight bars add a little bit more and then break it back down to just the basics then build it back up build it back up and you can't see that hand because it's out of the range of the camera you get the idea um noah had an arc yes he did um and Jesus Christ, it says here, right here, I love Michael Jackson. Well, I'm sure he loved you too, Jesus. Uh, anyway, so there you go. That's what an arc is, and that will definitely be included. Um, will this list and the host's info be listed somewhere? Um you mean the playlist? Uh, it already is. Go to taxi.com um, and you can find it there. Not much time in two minutes to do all that. Actually, there is. You'd be shocked. Um, thousands and thousands of taxi members have been doing it for years and earning a nice living doing it. So here we go. Let's move on. Here's an instrumental right now. I have no idea what it's going to sound like or if it has an arc or not, but it must be pretty good because it made it into our top picks for the month of June. This one's called Renaissance. I don't know if that's a misspell on Renaissance, but Renaissance, C-E-N-C-E, -E, an instrumental by Colette Fallon. Let's have a listen. Whoops. That was the wrong button. Okay, let's try this computer. Here we go. Oh, my name. I'm Michael Lasco. I own Taxi.
cut it too early. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, that was pretty cool. That was Renaissance uh, by Colette Fallon. And no, it didn't really have an arc because that type of cue shouldn't really have an arc. Um, drones, and that was kind of an ethereal... Uh, somebody said it, it was reminded them of the end of Gladiator when he's just laying there dying and, and flashing back, I think, of which I thought was a really great scene. And this would have been perfect for that. Um, I'm floating into space. There you go. Perfect for that. Um, anyway, uh, it wasn't, there was no brief for this instrumental pitch. This stuff, uh, see, that's what you get for showing up late. Damn it. Be here for the beginning of class and don't chew gum. Okay. Uh, anyway, what we're doing is just listening to 10 things that the A&R staff and the screeners picked as their favorites this month doesn't mean that they're the 10 best things we heard. It meant that for whatever reason, it captured their interest. They thought it was cool. Maybe it was a different type of batch of stuff than we did last month. We try and keep it varied so we don't just have like pop music all the time, mixture of instrumentals and uh and songs. Anyway, so that was a good example of kind of an ethereal, it uh, wasn't quite droney, but um, ethereal underscore, probably the best way to describe it. That's right, no gum chewing. <laughs> Don't leave it under your desks. I've never done that myself. <laughs> All right, next one. Where the heck is my other earbud? Uh, next one is called Just Your Fool. Um, this is Jay Brown with Lazy Birds. Uh, I think I've heard this one before. I kind of remember this, and I was wondering at the time if it was vintage or if it was made to sound vintage. I don't know. Uh, let's see if I'm right. This is what I remember from like two months ago. Just Your Fool by Jay Brown.
Wow. Uh, I'm still not sure if that was made to sound incredibly retro or vintage uh, and recently recorded or if it's an oldie I'm going to find out after the show. But wow, wow, wow. Um, from a music licensing perspective, if you want an example of a piece of music that I personally think is eminently licensable uh, in that many, many catalogs that I can think of would give up a body part to have that in there. I mean, think of that, you know, this would work like in a, you know, I can't think of the name of the movie, but you know, one of those 50 Bobby Soxers movie. Um, Think about uh, the Back to the Future movies would have worked in those. Um, and it could work in contemporary um, films, you know, where they want a piece of retro music. But even the title, Just Your, Fu Just Your Fool, uh, and, and the lyric content, everything about this makes it incredibly licensable. Uh, American Graffiti, thank you. Anyway, um, great piece of music. Congratulations to Jay Brown uh, with the Lazy Birds. I love it. Even a great name for the band. Okay. Uh, like a drive-in romantic drag race scene. There you go. Nothing like a romantic drag race. Hope nobody's in the back of the car when it takes off from the line, right? Not that kind of romance. <laughs> Oh, no, that would be lust, not romance. Um, authenticity, well, it depends on the kind of song. But yeah, I, we work with a couple of companies, one in particular that we've worked with for a very long time. Please don't mention the name of the company in the chat. But we've worked with them for probably 20 years and have built a, you know, at least a, a healthy portion. If I had to guess, I'm just guessing, but it's an entirely vintage catalog, and I would say... 20 or 30 percent of it uh, is comprised of taxi members, just a guess, but a good one. Um, and, and I know that the people that are signed with them love them. They get them some great placements. There are a handful of taxi members who get placements all the, all the time. I mean, just over and over again um, with you know music that they made in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And now retro or vintage is considered even 90s. So, yeah, pop, R&B, all of it. Pretty much any genre that is authentically from a particular era. And the reason that library likes that stuff, they would rather have kind of a mediocre recording from 1968 um, of a great song that just sounds sonically like it is from 1968 and feels authentically like it's from 68. Um, the, the structure of the harmony harmonies sound like they're from 1968. Um, the intervals for the melodies sound like they're from 1968. The approaches to vocals and, and what the musicians are playing on their instruments, those are all the things that go into that stew of making something vintage sound authentic. I've heard people that have used old microphones and old recording techniques and analog tape and rooms that were very much like the rooms would have been back in the day. And they do all that, and it sounds really impressive, but it still doesn't have that magical, mystical element that true authenticity brings. And that's why these guys have built a catalog of absolutely authentic stuff. They actually require seeing the copyright so they can see the date on it. 
And uh, that way they can say to their clients, if you want stuff that is authentically from that era, we've got it and we've got a lot of it and they license a lot of it. Um, do I think that was a live mix? I don't know. Um, could have been. My guess was probably not. Um, I think somebody who was good in the studio could have done it as a live mix, but I don't think it was. Um, okay, anyway, let's move on. Next one is called Repentance. This is an instrumental. Hey, it's by FJ, who happens to be in the chat today. So let's have a listen. Sorry, I cut off the first note. Hey, Ron Schultz. example of an arc. Um, and that was a great example of something that had an arc into it. Uh, um, John Pearson makes me think of Transformers. And right after the show, John's going to go get, get out his suitcase of Transformers and play with them. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the hero is winning. Yeah, I mean, 
see, this is an interesting thing. For those of you who are new and don't know about the whole world of uh, instrumental cues, an arc takes it from point A to point B to point C if you listen to the whole thing in its entirety, but it also gives editors, video editors, who are often the people that actually pick the music, certainly instrumental music probably gets picked by more video editors than music supervisors, um, it gives them the ability to, if they like the melody and like the vibe and like the mood uh, of the piece, they may have a scene that's got like medium level action. So they might go for the middle of that piece. I'm pointing at my computer's waveform over there. So they might go for the middle of the piece or they need something that is building the action. So they might take the chunk from the first third of it or they may, might need something with some finality, you know, big grandiose ending and go for the end. So there you go. Uh... <laughs> Peter Rahill, my wife said I was immature. I told her to get out of my fort. Nice. I like it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, Warren Sellers, how are you? Good to hear from you. Welcome to the big show. Uh, all right, let's move on. This next one, uh, this is an interesting title. Where My Kitty's At. <laughs> Where My Kitty's At. This is by Leslie Goldberg, also known as Goldie and the Boys. Let's have a listen to this. Oops, wrong computer. Correct mouse now. Feeling pretty far with my girls on my side, yeah, it's always do or die. We like it in the city, yeah, we feel so pretty because we got it all inside. TikTok time's up, got us waiting better up, this is going way outside. Yeah, we be on a mission, all the haters will be dissing, this is our time to fly, let's ride. Where my kitties at? Where my kitties at? Where my kitties at? Where my kitties at? Step aside for the kids. Take a look at me. I ain't stuck in no tree. No, I don't need no one to save me. Take a look at me. I ain't stuck in no tree. No, I don't need nobody to save me. When I'm pretty fly, my girls at my side, it's always do or die. Taking over the city now Step aside, this whole world's a playground Play nice, but watch out, she bites hard Locks eyes and struts out with your heart Sassy, but keeps her so classy All eyes glance at her when she's passing Light up the night like stars in the sky Love you a kiss and ignore your reply I tell you, she's the truth, I don't lie The kitty's out to play, you better hide Take a look at me I ain't stuck in no Save me. When I'm pretty fly, my girls at my side, it's always do or die. We like it in the city, always feel so pretty, cause we got it all 
Incredibly good. Loved everything about that. Congratulations. Uh, that was Tyler, right? Um, you're one of the boys. <laughs> oh, man. Great, great job on that. Uh, I would be willing to bet that, that gets forwarded quite regularly if you're on target stylistically because it's really, really well done. Well, did you write it as well as produce it? Edmund read that was perfect. <laughs> Waiting to see if Tyler answers my question. Did you write it uh, and produce it? And I'm just going to stare off into space till I get an answer. <laughs> hey, Will Derryberry, good to see you. Hey, I'm Brad Gray. All right, looks like the uh, song has four different versions. This one is called Stick Mix. Okay, Tyler, going to ask you one more time. Did you write it and produce it? <laughs> All right, looks like I'm not getting an answer. Oh, well, uh, let's move on. And this next one is called Visions. It's from Lucia Cuke. Cuke. Tyler from Canada is still not answering my question. Okay. Um, this one's called Visions, Lucia Cuke. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, but it's K-U-K-E. Let's have a listen. Oh, no. 
Excellent, excellent. Love the vibe of the vocal, love the melody, love the whole spirit of the whole thing. It was really cool. And in answer, a couple of you guys asked about uh, getting that Western guitar sound. There are a bunch of different ways to get it. Uh, I know that I've done it with a Gibson ES-335. Um, the, the secret is to not hit the preamp on the guitar amp. You're not looking for distortion on it. You want it to sound electric, but not distorted. Um, so I got it once with a, a Gibson 335. And if I remember correctly, we split the signal. We took half of it direct and half of it through like a twin reverb and balanced the two. And then um, used probably chamber reverb on it, set to about three seconds. So, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I probably had about 75 to 100 milliseconds of pre-delay. And also, once I did it um, with a Gretsch Country Gentleman, if I remember correctly, probably around 1979, 
we had a hang 'em high type song uh, for a TV commercial. Actually, it was a piece I was working on for a, oh a department store in Florida called Burdines. Um, and they wanted that kind of hang 'em high guitar sound. And if I'm not mistaken, the guitar player on that had a Gretsch Country Gentleman, which sounded great on it. Uh, a Fender Tank Baritone Telly is great. Yeah, I mean, hire a cowboy. <laughs> I, I Burdines is still around, really. Anyway, um, okay. Sorry, I was getting engrossed in the chat. That was a really cool song. This one is an instrumental. It's by Mike Baresi. Hey, how are you, Mike? Good to hear from you. I haven't seen you in the chat room, but I remember you well. Um, this is called Burn It Down. Let's have a listen. Is called Burn It Down, an instrumental by Mike Baresi. Um, great example of an arc. Stayed on the same thing, you know, from top to bottom, but it felt like it was going somewhere. That's an arc. Um, all right. 
Love that piece. How many more? Oh, my goodness. We've only got two more. And we've got a half an hour left on the show. Maybe we'll do a little Q&A. Um, all right. This one is a song called Respect Me by QRO. I don't know. It's kind of like somebody buy me a vowel. QRO. No, it's got a vowel. It's got no. Quiro? <laughs> anyway, uh, Quiro? Or QRO. I'm not sure. If it were QRO, it'd be all caps, I guess. Anyway, let's have a listen to Respect Me. Yo. Hey, yo, Skirbo. Hey, yo, tell him we got one. First thing first, I'm 11, 19. I ain't got to flex every time I win. Tell them let's talk when they bump my. In this ain't new school, I'm alumni. And it's free for the team when we run out. They ain't even see the bean, got the drums out. Ten toes and a stone, got no hush mouth. Got a lot to say, but I don't... But the truest words are without thought, so to be told we don't Money fold, make it touch the ceiling Pin game, that's a different feeling, call it penicillin I don't give attention, not enough to mention I can do the mission, this is demolition This is repetition, this is straight precision So rap when they brought the killer He even got a mass bar, day the killer Hit a hater with a bag, got a parlay with him You can see him when he rap, boy, he that nip And you gon' respect me yo. And you gon' respect me I put on my woes and hit on my goals And you gon' respect me yo. And you gon' respect me And you gon' respect me Yo. I'm booking the show, I'm changing the flow And you gon' respect me I just made up something to kill it I'm running the digits, I'm making deposits They see all the kicks and I stay in the mix And they know I be fly as a pilot oh, And I came from the sticks and you know what it is They gets me and love me in private oh, But you gon' respect me highly uh. But you gon' respect me highly You gon' respect me You gon' respect me Yo, turn up Come on, boy, stop playing uh. with that man, for real as ever, name a cat that can do it better J. Cole, last lane Lamar, Drake, Big Sean, get went on the line I'm ready to grow and I know it's my time for real I'm off for the bleachers, it's nice with the ether and speakers I call her my mama, Sita, Bodemos, Radar, Bonita We live in the Vita, don't think that I need you This J with a feature, go crazy for B Cause she running the speakers, this Cole with a version Can't die with a heater, this Drake going indie and doing no features I said you were duck, know that I mean it, I said you was cat Know they don't see it, I came with a mat It's built like a demon, just give me a bag Don't give me a reason, you know how we eating, that's for Every season, no money is leaving. You said that we peaking. You said you want peace, and I don't believe it. I'm keeping it hard. Don't even it's Steven, cause I won't repeat it. You gon' respect me, and you gon' respect me. Yo, I put on my woes and hit on my goals, and you gon' respect me, and you gon' respect me, and you gon' respect me. I'm booking the show, I'm changing the flow, and you gon' respect me. I just made up something to kill it, I'm running the digits, I'm making deposits They see all the kicks and I stay in the mix and they know I be fly as a pilot And I came from the sticks so you know what it is, they diss me and love me in private But you gon' respect me, highly, but you gon' respect me, highly Incredibly good um, somebody, I think Stu, Stu Thaler said, who amongst us in the chat room could produce this stuff? Um, you know, the tools are so readily available and so good today, but it starts with the idea. You have to be so absorbed in this kind of music that you kind of know where the baseline is for great, and then you take that baseline standard of greatness and then infuse your own original stuff into it so you're building on a foundation of greatness and then taking it to a creative place that hopefully nobody else has done because you don't want to be derivative and have people say well it sounds like so and so because the industry doesn't like derivative <laughs> put it this way the industry says they don't like derivative but sometimes they do um 
Yeah, the word flow on that was amazing, I thought. Uh, just incredibly good. But it all starts up here. And the way to get it started up there is by listening to a lot of current contemporary stuff. Um, you know, honestly, I think my production shops are probably stuck in the era back when I was sitting behind consoles from, you know, the mid-70s to the mid-80s. And, and I would have to sit down and immerse myself in this kind of stuff to be able to know the difference between good and great and great and amazingly great. Um, anyway, that's so, so, so good. I want to listen to that one after the show again. Wow. Uh, impressive batch of material. Not that we've been let down uh, so far. Every time we've done one of these top 10 shows, I think virtually everything has been pretty damn amazing, and today is no different. Uh, so we're gonna, we've got one more left, and then we'll do some Q&A to fill up that last half hour. Or if you want to get out of class early, we can do that too. This one is called The Wings of a Dream. It's an instrumental by Victor Herrera Calvo, VHC Music. And I can tell you just by looking at the waveform that this one does have an arc to it. So pay attention, class. Let's have a listen. This is me bringing up the volume a little.
And yes, Stu Thaler, that was a great example of an arc. It was an excellent example of an arc and a really, really, really good piece. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Andre's going to sell his equipment after this show. That's funny. Um, uh, excellent, excellent piece. Uh, congratulations, Victor, on that. And yes, dude, that was a great example of an arc. But it's also important to remember that the term arc doesn't only apply to big epic or bombastic orchestral pieces or big electronic. It, it could literally be an acoustic guitar piece. It doesn't have to build to be giant. It just needs to feel like it's going from point A to point B to point C, and now it's done. So keep that in mind. A drone does not really have an arc. It shouldn't. A drone should just either set a mood or make your hands a little sweaty, make you uncomfortable um, or relaxed, but almost any other form of music that I can think of that would be used as an instrumental. And I'm sure that there's probably an exception, so feel free to point them out. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, a, a, like a swampy blues thing could have an arc. Um, a nice It's Great to Be Alive acoustic guitar piece or acoustic piano piece could have an arc. Um, just about anything can and should have an arc. Uh, let's see, Victor says, thanks guys, the choir was a mix between Oceana 2 and Lacrimosa. Don't know that one. Lacrimosa, I think I had one of those at breakfast once at a hotel. Um, excuse me, room service, can I please have a Lacrimosa? And a couple of Bloody Marys. Um, who was the artist on the second track that I played? Um, Absinthe, is that the one you're talking about? That was done by Gwendolyn Karkenny, K-A-R-K-E-N-N-Y. And <laughs> well said, Ken Messford. Anything that gets boring after four bars needs an arc. You know, personally, if I if I had four bars, I'd be asleep. So it would definitely be boring. Um, Yeah, it was Gwendolyn. All right, so you want to do some Q&A or should we call the show over at an early hour? It's your call. Uh, okay, Tyler's going to answer my question from earlier. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Uh, I created the original demo for Where My Kitty's At, and it was played in a listening session. People in the audience reached out to me. We made one version, and then it was remixed by four others. Cool. All four versions are on Spotify. So is the version that we heard today edits from all four of those people? And the chat room is dead. <laughs> it was basically a remix club version of the first version. Okay, cool. Well, it was really good. It was an excellent job of being totally contemporary, which is something that we stress a lot on Taxi TV and Taxi in general, because 
a lot of people, myself, I would definitely be included if I were a music creator. Um, you get stuck in that era where you grew up loving music. That's the stuff that you've listened to so much music from that era that those intervals, those sounds, those production approaches, the mixing approaches, everything from that era tends to you know, get inside the cracks of your brain and stays there waiting to come out someday when you make a new piece of music. Unfortunately, fashions change. You know, shoes don't look the same as they did 30 years ago or 50 years ago or 100 years ago. Architecture changes, art changes. Every form of creativity goes through um, change in, in style and music does as well. So unless you're creating something retro and you need to pull those old chops out that are in the recesses of your brain, they're more than likely going to cause problems uh, if you're trying to create stuff that's really um, contemporary sounding, which is mostly, um, mostly what people want these days. And sometimes they want stuff that, and when something, you know, having a contemporary song with a retro aspect, that's different than having a song that sounds dated. You can have a retro guitar sound. You can have a retro vocal approach. You can have a retro harmonica, blues harp in there. Um, those are retro elements, but they will be often layered into something that on the whole is, is contemporary. Um, all tracks have been exceptional. They have. It happens all the time. Uh, yeah, Kitty's deserves a lot of attention. It's really good. Um, I think guitars are coming back a little bit, Ken. I've noticed that. It's just a, an anecdotal observation on my part, but I have the feeling that they are coming back. Um, Rexomatic, did you have a chance to listen to the red vinyl Big For His Age 2 album we sent you? Hang on a second. You mean this one? <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, no, I haven't listened yet. Uh, I was out of the office for five and a half weeks, and uh, when I got back, uh, this was here. Um, and, and frankly, I was back last week, but it was a short week. You know, I was in, uh, what did we have? Was last week the short week? Yeah, it was. Last week was the short week. Anyway, um, I haven't listened yet, but I do have a turntable, and I did put it on my chair. Uh, there's a chair in my office, which is kind of my, you should do something about this pile. So thanks for sending. I will have a listen. If anybody else wants to send me music, um, I will only listen if it's on vinyl. So there you go. <laughs> Don't send me music, please. Uh, Rick Beato also observed guitars maybe making a comeback. Well, you know, Rick calls me up all the time for my opinion, and then he just blurts it out on his show. So there you go. I'm kidding, Rick. Um, Quarantini renamed Taxis A&R Renaissance Hour. <laughs> Nobody will know what that means except for us, though, is the problem. Um, uh, 
Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't know what to do if I were a guitar player right now. Um, come up with something really new and inventive on guitar that would appeal to the beat-driven pop crowd. There you go. Come up with a guitar approach to the beat-driven pop that is so popular with the kids today. Um... Why does the date need to be added to the lyrics submitted on a vintage piece? If the sound doesn't qualify as vintage, what does? It's because the company that's looking certifies that every piece of music in their catalog is actually vintage. It's just a marketing hook, but they love the authenticity of it. So they need actual proof. And I've got to tell you that the uh, CEO of that company and his next in command are so incredibly good at discerning what is legitimately um, uh, authentically vintage versus stuff that was masterfully recreated to sound vintage. I, I worked with Artie in the studio, I don't know, it was like 1979 or 1980 probably, so I've been around a long time and have worked in world-class studios most of that part of my career, the engineering producing part of my career, I, I get fooled. I, I, my ears are not as discerning as those guys <clears throat> who deal with it on a daily basis. That is their particular specialty and niche, and they're so good at it. I've played them stuff that I could probably play for all you guys on the show, and you would listen to it and go, oh yeah, that's absolutely vintage. And they go, nope. And they're right almost all the time. It's incredible how, how good they are at that. Um, You're welcome, Marty. If I remember correctly, we worked together in Fort Lauderdale, right? A triad recording. Anyway, all right, not a lot of questions rolling in. Should we call it a day? And by the way, let's do a quarantini. Until I come up with a better name, we are, or until somebody comes up with a better name, they're still called the quarantini happy hour, although I don't think any of us are quarantined anymore. Um, so let's get together tomorrow, 4 o'clock, right here, same channel. Uh, music Mania, it doesn't... Imagine that you don't know taxi, you don't know what the quarantini is, and you see somebody talking about music mania. Would they know what it is we do? And frankly, we do a lot of nothing. It's kind of like watching an episode of Seinfeld. You know, it's, it's a sh show whose something is about nothing. <laughs> you could, five o'clock somewhere, there you go, Dave. Um, what time is it in Australia right now? Did you say you're in South Adelaide? K 
can Tyler's song be used for a listing if it's on Spotify? Uh, yes, it can. Being on Spotify doesn't qualify something. If, are you talking about can it be submitted for a listing? Yes, it can. Now, if he wants to sign a publishing deal with a production music library, they may ask him to take it off of Spotify. Um, otherwise, I guess they'd be happy if he leaves it up there because once they sign the publishing deal, then they would make the money from Spotify. Um, the A&R show, you'd be shocked how many, you know, if I've made, I'm sure I've made a million mistakes since I've started Taxi 29 years ago, um, but there is one mistake that I wish that I had not made, and that is calling Taxi um, the world's leading independent A&R company. We are, in fact, the world's leading independent A&R company because we were the first, as far as I know, to do it, and certainly the biggest, and been doing it the longest. So in that regard, we are the world's leading independent A&R company. You would be shocked how many people don't know what A&R stands for. They really don't. They think it's like accounts receivable. Um, uh, happy Taxi Cocktail Hour. It, it doesn't tell people what we do. Um, Tyler says they've signed non-exclusive agreements so far. So that, yeah, wouldn't conflict in that regard. Um, Martin Gravel bailing out on us. Yeah, it's amazing how many people don't know what A&R stands for. Just in case there's anybody in the room that doesn't, um, it stands for Artist and Repertoire. And that goes back to the early, early days of the record industry where uh, they needed somebody uh, that, that picked the songs. Um, A&R people not only found the artist, but they also found the songs that got matched up with the artist. Now, of course, that happens, uh, you know, it's a kind of a collaborative effort between the artist, the producer, um, the A&R person, sometimes the president of the record label. A lot of people get involved in that whole process. Taxi's checkered flag show. People think it's about a car. <laughs> Listen to this hour. Um, let's see if I still got my list open on my computer. I don't think I do. Nope, I got the screener glossary. Um, anyway, all right, let's call it a day. Um, thank you for showing up today. It's good to be back doing regular taxi TVs in my regular spot with my regular gear. Notice how good my skin tone is today, by the way. And yes, that tan is fairly real. No spray tan here. And that was just uh, by walking around. I did not actually go to the beach. I don't even think I put on a pair of shorts in five and a half weeks. Um, taxi footnotes with Michael. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, also, I could use some ideas for next Monday's Taxi TV. So don't forget, tomorrow, Taxi Quarantini Happy Hour here at 4 o'clock. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that red button if you're not already a subscriber, just so that you can get alerts. Hit the little alert bell up there. Um, also, give us a thumbs up because that will make other people on YouTube know that we're alive and well. And uh, um, if you would go into the comments after the show and give some suggestions for upcoming episodes of the Monday edition of Taxi TV, I would appreciate that. 
I do have a commitment from Rob Shirelli to join us for a show. Actually, I have an idea, something I'm going to do with Shirelli that I've never done in 12 years of having him on the show, which is I'm going to ask him, what advice would you give to somebody starting out today who wants to be at the level that you're at, Rob, with like 100 gold and platinum records as an engineer, mixer, and producer? How do you build that kind of career in today's industry, especially because back when Rob started 25 years ago, whatever it was, um, you know, he got a job you know, as a low-end gopher like in 1989, actually. So it's been longer than 25 years. Uh, and, and worked his way up till he worked with, I think maybe Chucky Booker was the first record that he ever engineered on. I could be wrong. Or Chucky was the producer on it. I don't know. Anyway, um, but today's market, you know, I'm, we hear stuff that comes out of laptop studios that's record quality. So how do those people, what's Rob's advice for how those people could end up taking that talent, that craft that they've got of making records and get themselves into position where they're working with major artists on major labels and having hit records. So there you go. Uh, see you guys tomorrow. Um, don't forget to drop some comments. Bye-bye, everybody. Been great hanging out with you. Where are all my buttons? There we go. Oops. Bye-bye. <laughs>